beautiful people. Welcome to Her Journey to Self podcast. My name is Tamara and I am your host. Merry Christmas to you all that celebrate. We have come to the end of the fitness series here on YouTube. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, then I encourage you to head over to Tamara J. Morris on YouTube to watch the show and join the family over there as well. But can we take a moment for this hair? <laughs> Part of me does feel weird because I always have a head wrap on for the podcast. I just love wrapping my hair. It makes me feel so regal. I also feel like it connects me to African lineage, even though I have no idea what my ancestry is that is on the list for me to do to really trace my ancestry. But I have been rocking a tapered cut for about two to three years now and when I was pregnant I started to grow my hair out because my face was getting puffy and I didn't like that <laughs> but I eventually cut it again and then these past few months I've really just been going back and forth on whether or not to grow my hair back out because I kind of miss my fro and my big like you know twist out and everything so last week I had babe just take a little bit off of the top and I decided you know I will wear it like this for a little bit and then I'll decide if I truly want to grow my hair back out because you know it's a lot of work <laughs> so I did that if you watch the motivational minute series then two episodes I had my hair out and that was cute but then I just had this itch to go even shorter because I really wanted a sleeker look <laughs> So babe cut it again yesterday and I am in love. I love it so much. I just feel like short hair has become me. Big hair used to be me, but now this is it. <laughs> I cannot get enough of it. So yes, the hair is out today. <laughs> But enough about my hair. Not only is it the end of fitness, but it is the season finale of the first season of the podcast. Wow. I am just so proud of what I have done with this podcast. I am so happy that I decided to jump in spite of all of the changes that occurred this year. And I'm so grateful to all of you for listening and watching and just showing so much love and support. I am eternally grateful. So I decided that it was only fitting to round out this season by bringing it back to my story. I have shared a lot over this past season here and there about all of the changes that have occurred in my life this year. But today I'm going to give you the whole story. And when I was thinking about sharing this, the word that came to me was resiliency. And I just have to thank God because I prepared this episode weeks ago. And this happens often when I have an episode prepared for the week. I start prepping and then it just doesn't feel right for that particular week. So then I switch it up and I know that is God leading me. And I truly feel that for this episode, this was the perfect time. So resiliency. Michelle Obama says in her book Becoming that grief and resilience lives together. So let's talk about that. This year has been hard. It has been heavy and overwhelming. My life has changed significantly this year. 
So let me take you back to June 2019. I had been on an emotional roller coaster for a few years. It was work life, family issues, dealing with my own personal issues and career disappointments. And that summer, my husband was in and out of town like he is right now, traveling a lot for work. But it was during that time that I became really optimistic because a lot of new things were happening. As I've mentioned before, I was a fitness instructor at a boutique fitness studio, but I was also a teaching artist teaching theater and dance for an after school program. And this is how I was supplementing my income as an actress in New York. But for a long time, I was really trying to leave my job at the school. For one, I felt like it was really interfering with my ability to go out and audition. Now, thankfully, I had a supervisor who was very supportive of my career, but it was still in the way. <laughs> and I just wasn't passionate about it anymore. And I am a firm believer in being passionate about whatever you do, but especially when you are working with children. So as an actor, you're almost always out of a job. <laughs> and before you reach, I guess, a certain level, I'll say you can work for barely nothing, sometimes nothing at all. So you're always thinking about, should I take a chance on this project that I feel really good about and I think is going to go somewhere or go to my job so that I can pay my bills next month? And I had been dealing with this kind of internal battle about whether or not to quit my job for some time. <laughs> and my husband kept telling me to quit, but he's a freelancer as well. So I didn't want all of the financial responsibility to fall on him. And I have student loans, so I was stressed. <laughs> so at my studio, they decided to do a Pilates certification and I was so excited about it. Of course, I was already teaching group classes, but I would now be able to teach private Pilates lessons, more money. <laughs> And I thought to myself, this is my out. I would continue to do something that I love, which is fitness and make more money while making more time for acting. So I decided that I would finish out the summer program at the school and then I would be out. But you know that saying that we make plans and then God laughs? <laughs> Well, a week into my certification, I found out I was pregnant. So my husband and I have been married for seven years this year, and I think I had baby fever for five of those seven years. <laughs> and the only reason we were waiting was because of our careers, like many of us millennials. <laughs> I'm an actress. He's a sound guy for film and television. So we weren't where we wanted to be in our careers just yet to start a family because we had dreamed about it and talked about it often. I mean, at least I did. <laughs> so it's June and my husband had worked on this independent feature film and there was going to be this big premiere. So the premiere was on Saturday. My certification started on that Friday. Now, all week I had been bloated. My boobs were sore and I was a little crampy. And all of this was normal because I typically get symptoms a week, sometimes two weeks before I actually start my period. And I tracked my cycle on the flow app and it said that I was due to start on Sunday. So I was like, perfect because ladies, isn't it so annoying to get your period when you have like a really nice event to go to? <laughs> 
So we got dressed up, I had champagne, and we enjoyed our evening. The next morning, I had a little bit of spotting, so I was like, okay, I'm starting. But then the following day, nothing, which is not unusual. Now, my cycle, since I was nine years old, has been like clockwork. And my app is usually spot on. Sometimes it's a day or two off. So Tuesday comes, nothing. Okay, still not concerned, still cramping. Day three, I'm like, okay, what's going on? <laughs> so I casually mentioned to Eddie that I'm still waiting and we have a very brief conversation about the possibility of me being pregnant. But I had checked my app and I'm like, it's not possible. I wasn't even ovulating. And as I mentioned before, he was in and out of town traveling. So I knew the exact dates that it could have occurred. And according to my app, I was not ovulating. <laughs> now, I hadn't been on birth control for a few years, but we were preventing, okay? <laughs> and we've never had a legitimate scare. So day four comes nothing. So of course, I go to Dr. Google <laughs> and I start Googling all of the other reasons that your period could be late besides pregnancy. And I read something about early menopause and I'm like, OMG, I'm only 31 <laughs> because I am convinced that I am not pregnant. Like I am amazed still to this day. <laughs> day five, nothing. At this point, I'm like, I'm pregnant. <laughs> so I had read that you should wait until day six to test. So that Saturday on my way home, I pick up some pregnancy tests. I did not tell Eddie. Early Sunday morning, I get up and I take the two tests. And that second line came up immediately. It was faint, but it was there. <laughs> and I am just shocked. I'm still thinking there is no way because I also read a lot about getting false positives. So now I'm thinking that I need a digital test. <laughs> so Monday I had a reading to go to for a play. So on the way there I stop and I pick up a clear blue test and before I go into the reading I go to the bathroom and I take the test. So it beeps, it beeps, it beeps and then it pops up. Pregnant. What? <laughs> uh, I'm still in shock. So after the reading, I have to head to the studio, the fitness studio to do some practice hours. So I take the second test again, pregnant. Mm -hmm. This whole time I'm having a mix of emotions because I was afraid to take the test. One, because if it did come back negative, then I was going to be disappointed. But I'm also thinking that this is the worst time ever. So although I was excited, I was trying to prevent myself from being happy. So on the way home, I stop at Target and I pick up a pack of onesies and a gift bag and I put the pregnancy test in the bag as well. And I give it to Eddie and surprise him. <laughs> and I will forever remember the pure joy and utter shock <laughs> on his face. He was so excited. 
And then I proceeded to run down the list of all the reasons why this is the worst time ever. <laughs> and I still took two more pregnancy tests after I told him. So six in all. <laughs> so I've mentioned before how I feel like I always have to fight tooth and nail for anything and that there's always something that comes up or gets in the way of me trying to achieve something. It's that one step forward, two steps back feeling. I had this plan, you know. I was finally going to quit one job, make more money, audition more, book more jobs, work on more of my own personal projects. And then I find out I was pregnant. So I was happy, but I was also concerned. So. I changed my plans. I reluctantly <laughs> decided to stay at the school for just one more quarter so I could save up more money. And did I mention that I was commuting? <laughs> we, our apartment was in Jersey. So I was working at the school in Brooklyn, working at the studio in Manhattan, doing practice hours, commuting up to five hours a day. Thank God I had a pretty good pregnancy physically. <laughs> I had, you know, just a little bit of nausea and upset stomach for a few weeks, but I got through it. Because some days I was out the house by 5.30 a.m. and did not return until 8 p.m. or later. So when January came, I felt like a weight had been lifted off of me because I was no longer at the school. Whew. I was still busy though because I was teaching my group classes and building my private client roster because at this point I was now certified and I did this up to 37 weeks pregnant. Early mornings, late nights. I was tired. And during this time, I think I submitted to a few auditions, but I was basically on a break. And I believe that 2020 was going to be my year. I was so hopeful we were going to make it work. I was full of optimism. Fast forward to March 2020. I think I was about two and a half weeks postpartum when New York started to shut down. I did not. <laughs> imagine that this is how my postpartum recovery would be or even how life would be as a new mother. We had purchased tickets for my stepdaughter and my brother-in-law to come and visit at the end of March. My mother-in-law wanted to come and of course my family lives upstate so I figured that I would soon be traveling home you know to see them and to introduce Selah to them. None of that happened. So on top of me having an unexpected long and difficult recovery, I was also overcome with fear because of the pandemic. I was concerned for my husband because, you know, he would have to go out and get the groceries. I was concerned for my family because all of them continued to work, my parents, my siblings. I was worried about our finances. It was a lot. So it was just the three of us in our apartment praying that this would all end. And we were both wondering what's going to happen with our careers. You know, of course I was already out of work for about a month because you know, I had just had a baby, but he couldn't work anymore. He had booked a tour, canceled. 
filming stopped. And I really want to shine a light on artists because this pandemic has affected us in such a major way. Thankfully, you know, things have picked back up, but there are still a lot of unknowns, especially for live theater. I was really starting to feel anxious about it because of course I'm already taking some time off, but now I'm wondering when will I ever be able to perform again? I really started to feel like time was just running out for me. And I always had this fear that if I ever got pregnant before we intended to, that that would be the final nail in the coffin of my career because I knew it was going to be so hard. So I started thinking that, well, I guess this is the nail in that coffin. Because on top of trying to figure out how to be a working mother in this field, I now have to worry about this deadly virus. Will I ever be comfortable leaving my child with anyone outside of immediate family? How will I make all of this work? All of this was running through my mind on a daily basis. Then if that wasn't enough for 2020, we saw another black man murdered by police. Life felt like it was crumbling. George Floyd, Ahmed Aubrey, Breonna Taylor, it just seems like the list keeps growing. But I can say that I started to feel some hope. Never before had I seen the world react in the way that it did when George Floyd was murdered. And he was not the first one, so why now? And I did a video on my YouTube channel when I relaunched about this. I truly feel that this pandemic has opened the hearts and the eyes of so many people across the globe. We have been bleeding for so long. It took this horrific crime to be played out on television for the world to wake up. And so many of us declared that 2020 would be the year of perfect vision. And I think that it has been just that. For the past few months, we have heard countless times that the country is so divided because of the election and the Black Lives Matter movement. And I always find that so ironic because I feel like this country has been divided since its inception. That's my perspective as a Black woman. Yes, so many things have been hidden under the surface, but it has always been there and it has always been visible if you're looking at it. So there we were, the three of us in our apartment, the joy and excitement of celebrating this new life full of perfection juxtaposed with the fear and devastation of this pandemic and race war essentially. And I tried to stay positive. We were watching our church services online or just different messages on YouTube. We were constantly on video calls with friends and family. We got lost in Netflix shows. I became an avid watcher of Married at First Sight. <laughs> we were just trying to keep our heads above water. But honestly, it felt like we had a long road ahead of us. And eventually in May, I came to the conclusion that we needed to leave. We were both out of work. It seemed like fitness and entertainment would be the last industries to reopen. 
Thank God we were able to stay afloat, but we didn't know when this was going to end. We didn't have any rent relief either. <laughs> That's a whole nother story. <laughs> so we moved home to my home, Buffalo, to stay with my dad. I never thought I would have to move home. And I know the only reason I don't feel like an utter failure is because we're in a pandemic and I know I'm not alone. But I'll be honest, it did hurt my ego a little bit and it does still bother me from time to time. But I will say, I had just mentioned this to my husband, I am so grateful that I am here because I get to see the relationship that Selah has with my father. And it is beautiful. Had not this year occurred, we wouldn't be here and she wouldn't get this time. So for that, I am so grateful. Over these past few months, I have felt like this year has robbed me. I was excited for so many things, even for the seemingly mundane things. I was excited to go to a studio and take newborn photos. I was excited to go to my job and take class once I was cleared to work out and introduce Sayla to all of my coworkers. I was even excited to ride on the subway for the first time with Sayla in my baby carrier. <laughs> I was excited for mommy and me classes and play dates. I was looking forward to going back to work whenever that was going to be. What was that going to look like? What was that going to feel like? I was excited to start auditioning again. I wanted to know what it would feel like as a new mom. Thankfully, filming has opened back up. My husband has been extremely busy. He's been going back and forth to New York and now even LA. I even went back to New York for a weekend to work on a web series. But it has been difficult, you know, with him being gone because sometimes he's gone for weeks at a time. One time he was gone for like a month and a half. <laughs> And I've been staying busy with creating with YouTube and of course the podcast and just working on some other projects. But it is hard because I have a 10 month old <laughs> and I do have some help when my dad's not at work and my brother is here too. But you know, during the day, it's pretty much me trying to do all of the things. And the feelings of me not working at the studio and not acting definitely gets to me. I did not expect this. So I do try to think of the positive things. Selah will be able to spend the first year of her life surrounded by family. I get to be at home with her exclusively for the first year. I get to be around all of my family. I've been able to dedicate more time to personal projects. We aren't making as much money, but we're saving a lot more because I am home. Just putting things into perspective. Resiliency, the capacity to recover from difficulties. I know my story isn't unique. It is unique to me, but so many of us have had to pivot. That's a word that we keep hearing this year. And that's okay. In so many ways, I felt that it was needed. I can honestly say that I can feel the growth. I have been stretched in such a good way. I know that sometimes my emotions and worries can get the best of me, but I am continuing to move in purpose and I encourage you all to do the same. I know that this is not the end. This season, we spoke a lot about vulnerability. <laughs> it was terrifying. 
at the beginning. But looking back, I can't imagine it any different. I don't want to go back. I know this energy is probably the result of the year ending and a new year ushering in, but I know it also stems from the wisdom that I have gained. I have so much more insight. So here we are on December 25th, 2020, probably the most life-changing year of our time. And we made it. That is a testament in and of itself. I am ending this year full of gratitude. I hope you all are doing the same. So thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. And thank you for listening and watching me share my heart this season. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, Happy New Year, just happy holidays all around. Remember that your testimony is not for yourself, it is for the world. Until next time, peace, love, and light. Come all ye faithful, joyful.